Hello everyone, I'm your host Ryan Mazon coming at you from the Wicked Studio in Daytona Beach, Florida. Welcome to the launch of our first ever podcast, Going Places with Career Services. Today we are going to discuss an overview of what we can do for you here in Career Services. And here are our guests. Sandy Elman, Assistant Director in the Career Services Office. Lauren Burmester, also Assistant Director in the Daytona Beach Career Services Office. From Embry-Riddle's Worldwide Campus, I'm Roth Britton, Project Manager. And just so you know, again, I may be your host, but I'm also a Program Manager, too, here at Embry-Riddle's Daytona Beach Campus and Career Services. So just to start off with, we got uh, a few things that we're going to talk to you about today. I'll start with a little general overview of what we have to offer here, again, at Career Services. So first off, we can really help you with anything that it comes to your career development. A lot of people think, oh, that starts with my resume. And that's often a lot of the times where people want to stop. But honestly, we can do anything from that all the way to the job negotiation process. We even help people in their dual career search, etc. So if you think, you know, can career services help us with that? Oftentimes we can or we know someone that can. Um, another thing that we can really help with is handshake. So we can't emphasize handshake enough. It, it's really going to be the main career management system that we use here with career services. That's where you can upload your resume, apply to jobs, network with employers. Some few good things to do to make sure your handshake looks good is to upload your resume. Like I said, maybe put a headshot up, which there's plenty of opportunity to do that even for free nowadays. Uh, and, and even schedule appointments with your respective program manager within career services. And as your program manager, you know, we're really unique in that, uh, different from other universities that you as a, an alum even, but as a student at Embry-Riddle, you have your own program manager. That's more or less your career advisor within career services to, again, help you with anything with your career development. And the more you develop a relationship now with them, the better they can serve you. They can connect you to opportunities, etc. And so again, with the resume and even cover letter, those simple documents, another thing that we like to emphasize is that it's a good start to work on those things, but let it begin the conversation with your program manager and just about your career development in general. Um, that, that's really where it starts, and those are quintessential to the job application process. However, there's so much more you can do. We also help with interview stuff. Um, that's something that I feel like is kind of underutilized in our office. And we do a thorough interview. We even do mock interviews. And, and so it may be daunting sometimes to practice interviews, but let us help you make it easy. Uh, we definitely take that practice really seriously. And uh, again, we're here to help with that. We do a lot of events and programming too. Um, you know, we always will have a fall and spring industry career expo. So look out for that. And we promote all those things, whether they're workshops or just networking events on our handshake calendar and on our websites, our social media. There's just really no reason not to be connected to us. Um, on our website, you can find out about a lot of this stuff. It's just career services, all one word, .erau.edu. And again, you know, there's a lot of places, a lot of social media platforms that you can connect to us, but those websites are really going to be where you find the most general resources. Uh, so Sandy, did you want to take it away from here? Yeah, actually, I wanted to make a quick note about Handshake. Um, in addition to all the resources available in there um, and the jobs that are posted in there for the Embry-Riddle students to look at, 
Um, there is also other events that employers post that aren't necessarily advertised directly um, to our students, but students can see them, like other university career fairs that are within our area. Um, also, companies doing virtual information sessions online. I was on there one day, and UPS was doing a virtual information session. So there's a really lot of resources available to students through this system that they really could take a look at and take advantage of, even if they're not like at a residential campus. So, um, you know, you mentioned resumes, and one of the things that I notice a lot when I talk with students is um, when I'm looking at their resume is they might not list a lot of work experience on their resume, at least initially. And one of the first things that when I ask them about that, they say is, well, I don't actually have any relevant experience. I'm an engineering student, but I've never been an engineer or done anything engineering. Um, but you're still a student. And so you're doing engineering things like in your coursework. And so I show them, which I don't really work with engineers anymore, but I would show them, you know, how to pull that information out. But when it comes to experience, there's a lot of transferable skills that the students learn from other jobs that are not specifically degree related. So um, yes, they could do an internship. And there's a lot of direct applicable skills that they learn during their internship. But they can also find experience through other jobs that they've held, such as um, working part-time or seasonally, whether it's over the summer or part-time um, while they're a student on campus. Um, there's like customer service is a huge skill that employers look for that um, is transferable across all industries because you're almost always going to have a customer of some sort. So if you can understand what customer service is like then um, and demonstrate that from a work experience that you had, that's a relevant experience to have on a resume. So um, as a student might be looking at um, career research and trying to identify skills that would be transferable into their industry, looking at the soft skills like communication skills, teamwork, problem solving, um, working in diverse teams, things like that you can get from part-time experiences um, either on campus, off campus. Um, you can get that from volunteer experiences. Um, volunteering with an organization such as Habitat for Humanity, you might be installing windows on uh, one weekend. But what are you doing? You're also, you're working in a team, but you're also developing mechanical aptitude that can be applied across all things. I mean, I use mechanical aptitude in my office when I drop something behind my desk and I have to figure out how to pull it out. <laughs> so um, that's problem solving too. But um, there's always ways to use those skills across the board. Um, if you are coaching uh, basketball for Special Olympics, working with people with special needs, you're developing communication skills. Um, with people who don't communicate maybe exactly the same way you do. So there's a there's lots of ways to gain experience and really develop a resume. Mm -hmm. um, traveling and study abroad is something we hear a lot of on campus is how do I put my study abroad experience on the resume? Um, you know, thinking about traveling, especially nowadays, it's definitely about problem solving, um, thinking on your feet, and that's just actually trying to get out of the airport. 
So um, when you actually go to another country and you are um, interacting with other cultures and you're learning about people from those countries that actually are represented back on campus it, or in the workplace, it's a great way to gain experience. Yeah, Sandy, I, I wanted to ask about that. So as a program manager, often I get the question uh, when I bring up that they can, like you said, put those types of experiences on their resume. I, I always get the question of, well, I don't really want to put it. It doesn't feel that relevant. How do you typically, as an assistant director, but also serving in some program manager roles, how do you typically answer that question? I tell the student to let's take a look at the um, the skills that those um, experiences connect with and to really just to use descriptive sentences to describe um, what they did and what sort of like what they got out of it what was the outcome of it um, did you uh, solve the problem and that customer was a repeat customer or um, you know something like that so I, I do think relevancy on the resume is important um, but also as they get more relevant experiences, um, you have to really look at that resume and go, okay, now what's important? Do I take this off? Do I really reduce it down, but I don't take it off completely? Um, but I want to keep it on there because there's some companies that really value volunteerism because it's a part of their philanthropy and what, and they're giving back to the community. And so, I mean, you guys work with P&G a lot. Um, P&G, that's one of the things they look at is volunteerism right. because it's Should a be. major part of their corporate culture. Southwest Airlines, the same thing. So um, for a student who might say, well, how important is it to have volunteerism on my resume? I say for those companies and for a company that really values that, it's very important. Um, in addition to also having really good you know, uh, experience doing the thing that you're applying to as well. Good. Did that... Alrighty, so again, Sandy, thank you so much. She's an assistant director uh, in our Daytona Beach Career Services office. I know our other uh, assistant director in our career services office, Lauren, had more to say on the freshman and sophomore side. Is that correct? It is. Thanks, Ryan. So kind of piggybacking off of what some things that Sandy mentioned, oftentimes we'll get freshmen and sophomores in our office and they're interested in internships, but they really have no experience. They don't know where to start. They're not really sure how to make themselves attractive to employers when they're ready for that work experience. So for the students that I work with, I always come up with three main tips kind of for them to focus on. Now there are a lot of different other options they have to, to prepare yourselves for the, the internships, but three main ones that I focus on really are maintaining your GPA boosting your resume and networking. So as a freshman, it's your first year here, your first semester here, this is your time to really acclimate to campus life, focus on getting involved, focus on keeping your GPA up so that you can be attractive to employers. A lot of employers are looking for maybe 3.0 or above to make you competitive, um, particularly in technical fields. So your first and second semester is a good opportunity for you to keep that GPA up so that you can be attractive to those employers. My second tip is to boost your resume, and Sandy had touched a little bit on this. There's a couple things you can do to boost your, your resume as far as, as Sandy mentioned, uh, transferable skills, but how do you get those transferable skills? There's a lot of things you can do with volunteering, 
um, you can get an on-campus job. We do have student assistants that work on campus. That's a great place for you to gain skills that show the employers that you have these transferable skills or soft, even soft skills that make you attractive for a potential internship. Volunteering is huge, as Sandy had mentioned, particularly for the students that I work with. I work with our aeronautical science students, which are our piloting students. Airlines love to see volunteer work. They love to see individuals that enjoy giving back to their communities. Southwest is a big one. JetBlue is very big into Habitat for Humanity. So when they see individuals that do that same kind of community involvement and community work, that shows them that you share in that same passion and that you are a fit into their company. So volunteering is huge, particularly for those that wanna work in airlines. Um, lastly, networking. In the airline industry, networking is key. It is a global industry, yes. However, it is a very tight-knit industry. So networking is really important with hiring managers, getting to know recruiters, um, going to different events on campus. We have our expo. That is a really great way to network. A lot of times, the same recruiters will come back each term. So it's an opportunity for you to develop a relationship with them each time they come here. You can also um, attend workshops or even employer information sessions that our office hosts. Whenever a company comes on campus, we'll host them here. It's an opportunity for you to get in front of them, get some face time with the employer, get to know them. Um, so when they return, they start to be able to put the name with the face and you start developing this relationship with you. They'll, they'll have an understanding of the type of individual you are, what you're interested in, and that really helps the recruiting process for them and it helps you kind of ease into uh, potential interviews and even developing that relationship th with them as well. Yeah, Lauren, I appreciate that so much. You know, I feel like a lot of people, again, especially freshmen and sophomore, could, could really identify with that. And even if you're not a freshman or sophomore, it's never too early to start taking part in those three tips that she mentioned. Even if sh her specialty is more so with pilots, I feel like all of us could really take something from that. So speaking of which, you know, Roth, I know you work on, on behalf of the worldwide campus, but I, I feel like you have a lot to say for any junior or senior going into their career development process. Yeah, so uh, Ryan, Sandy, and Lauren talked a lot about uh, some of the specifics, some of the details that students need to work on. And I think when students hear that, they, they know what they want to do. They, they target something. But uh, when the academics come along, maybe you get lost in the shuffle. And, and you need to refocus. And I think that's why a four-year plan is such a great tool. Because when you're, when you're looking at, hey, where do I want to go? How do I get there? You have to have a path. And I think what the four-year plan does is it helps illuminate that path. So it, it's broken down by freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. And I think what's great about that is that a lot of students uh, don't realize that they need to start early. When you're career planning, it's something you need to hop on as soon as possible. And we talked about building resumes, building experience. That should start early. So as a freshman, as a sophomore, you want to start building out that experience because when you're moving on to, to a junior or senior, the way I look at it is when you're a freshman or a sophomore, you're engaging with the university, you're engaging with career services, and you're starting to explore the tools that they have. So that means, like we talked about, building a resume, building a foundation. So as far as juniors and seniors go, from there you're, you're really polishing the plan that you have and you're starting to pursue intentionally. You're looking at specific companies. 
uh, you're looking at uh, specific jobs that you want. So again, the word for me anyway is being intentional at that point. As a junior and senior, um, you're looking at your top companies. You know who they are. You know how to approach them. You're catering your resume towards that. So we talked about clubs and organizations and things to build out your resume. Now you know the companies. So now you want to target those companies with that specific experience. Uh, so, so in the end, that's, that's going to that's gonna come through in things like interviews and, and career expos. Very good. So I really appreciate that. You know, I think we covered the full gambit, you know, like you said, in a four year plan, it's really helpful. And you, the only thing I have to say to that is you don't want to be that senior that literally comes in a week or two before they graduate. I wish I was making that up, but uh, quote unquote, don't be that guy. I thought you raised your hand. Oh, um, I agree with you, Ryan, that, um, that does happen sometimes. This is Sandy again, but, um, even if you are that person, come and see us anyways, because Absolutely. we still have companies that recruit even after graduation. There's still jobs on Handshake. Mm -hmm. It would just be so much better if the student didn't wait because there's so many missed opportunities during that time when they weren't being intentional about um, their career activities. And I've taught first year students um, for many years. Um, and I always tell them, you know, it seems like graduation is forever away, but it's right around the corner and you're here for a reason and that's to graduate and get a job for most students. Right. So start thinking about it now mm -hmm. because the more you think about it, it's going to be on the front of your mind and everything you do is going to have a connection to that career. And the same thing I would say with with academics, we, we teach repetition. You need to learn something. You need to perfect it. The same thing can be said about career services. You need to engage. You need to perfect. Repetition with interviews, repetition with everything. Yeah, definitely. And at the end of the day, our job is to, to make your job and getting a job easier. So that's why we're here. That That's why we get paid the big bucks. Uh, but but as we begin to wrap up, uh, we just want to list some resources that we believe are underutilized. We may have touched on some, but I think that this is good to mention just so you know that it's out there. So uh, I did mention mock interviewing before. Uh, I, I like to emphasize the whole interview practice piece because honestly, if you get good at interviewing, if if we practice interviewing a lot with you, a lot in your career development may become easy, as in when you do an elevator speech, when you talk to employers in general. That will become easy if you find interviewing comfortable, and, th and that's the key. It doesn't take a lot of talent to practice this or be good at it. It just honestly takes practice and getting comfortable with being in that space, in that environment. We even have a mock interviewing day coming up here on the Daytona Beach campus. Check out Handshake in the very near future because it's basically first come, first serve for those slots. Uh, and the only other thing that I would really like to mention that I pretty much uh, rarely talk to students and alumni about is info interviewing and networking. Networking can be a lot of different things. I would say get creative with it, but info interviewing within networking is exactly what it sounds like. It could be a formal or informal way of getting with someone, an employer, whether they are you know hiring or not, whether they are the company you want or not, but if they're in the same field or maybe you know they work with someone that is the job that you want one day. Simply 
simply meeting them for coffee or literally setting up a time again more formally to bring your resume dress up and have them ask you questions and you ask them questions as well this is not necessarily a time where you're asking for a job but you're literally just getting information so again we could help you with that there's not a lot of people that do that um, but that's just one or two things that that really help in the career development process that's truly underutilized uh, in, in our office um, and informational interviewing, there's a whole page on that on our website, too. So if you want to know more about that, check out the Career Services um, website. Yeah, and, and I know there's uh, probably a blog post about it, too, right? Probably. Speaking yeah. of the blog, I love the blog. Do you guys like the blog? Yeah. Of course. Awesome. Underutilized. The, the blog, actually, it's the namesake of our, of our um, podcast, Going Places blog. And that's also hosted on the Career Services website. It's a um, place we've where we've been posting a blog post from alumni and students, and we post career tips. We even have employers write blogs for us, um, and we post them in the Going Places blog, hosted in the Career Services website. You can go there and you can look up topics in the search function, and you can find all types of um blogs to read about your career areas or tips or find out about us program managers there's pictures in there of us if you want to see what we look like um but uh definitely you want to check that out yeah i just thank you sandy because i I really appreciate it and i'm sad that it's underutilized because there's certain like very specific niche things that you know if we took a, a full list of all the niche things that we could talk about as an office we couldn't make a presentation on all of it so that's why we have the blog uh for instance you know navigating how to leverage your diversity in a workplace i know i've written an article about that we've done an alumni spotlight on something similar you know we can't always do workshops and presentations on this but it's something so accessible uh, that students can just touch on and read about quickly, um, but still learn about as well. Uh, so Roth, I think you had one more too. I do. So every time you hear handshake, take a sip of cold milk. Is that, does that work? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so this, so I'm, I'm going to visit handshake one more time because I feel like it's such a great tool um, for worldwide students and Daytona beach students. Um, For our students, I'd love to have them log in, build out their profile, upload their resume, because the way I think about Handshake is it's kind of a two-way street. So traditionally, you think about going into a website and you're looking for a job. What Handshake allows employers to do is reach back through Handshake to find you. So you need to be ready for employers to find you to be able to network. So Handshake, Handshake, Handshake. Awesome. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all all of y'all's great work and sharing your thoughts. As we wrap up, we're going to try to make this sort of a podcast tradition of reflecting and quoting some some notable alumni um, that that have come through our office and whatnot. So, uh, Sandy, I I know you had a a favorite one yourself. I do. Um, Jack Hardy was... uh is an alum who was in the business program and he actually worked in the career services office for several years while he was a student here um, near and dear to my heart and um, we always like to meet jack when we fly up to atlanta he'll pop into the airport to see us but he works for delta airlines he's a graduate of 2018 in the aviation business administration program and jack wanted to share some tips um, with everybody so here's his quote ultimately what happened what opened the door to my internships and full-time job at Delta 
was attending and networking with employers during the Industry Career Expo my first semester at Riddle. I'm still amazed how the staff is able to bring so many employers to campus each semester for Expo, and it's where so many of us make the initial connections that allow us to start a career doing something we have a passion for. End quote. I totally agree, Jack. Thank you so much, Sandy. And Jack, if you're listening to this, we miss you. Thank you so much for your feedback. Uh, Lauren, it looks like you have a favorite quote as well. I do. This one's from Fergie Idrovo. She actually worked in our career services office for several years as well. She was our graduate assistant student. Um, she did her undergrad at Embry-Riddle, and she just completed her grad degree, graduating in 2018 with a systems engineering degree. She is now at Northrop Grumman. Um, and she also, many of you may know her as uh, Fergie Says What. She did a, I believe it was Wednesdays, um, an email would go out with her little tips about the office. Um, so you may know her from that as well. She was also highly involved around campus in many organizations and clubs. Um, she really utilized her time at Embry-Riddle um, the best possible. So her quote is, career services is the book of knowledge I was looking for in my college career. The people in career services made learning and career advising so easy to understand and follow. I remember being a freshman, lost, confused, even doubtful about my career choice, but I realized that there are people in the college that are there to help with these concerns. Career service office was there to help me realize the opportunities that are waiting for me out in the workplace." End quote. Um, I, as an alumni, unfortunately did not use the career services office. That's probably one of my biggest regrets. Fergie is the complete opposite end of that spectrum. She utilized every service we had and she took advantage of everything on campus and her success is definitely a reflection of that. Thank you so much, Lauren. And again, Fergie, shout out to you if you're listening to this. We miss you and we appreciate your feedback. Again, thank all of y'all for hanging out with us on the launch of our first ever Going Places with Career Services podcast. Uh, and just to let you know, did we miss something or did you have a follow-up question? Follow us on Twitter and let us know with the hashtag Going Places with Career Services. For more info, our website is again, careerservices, all one word, .erau.edu. Check out Handshake for all of the career development resources you may need. And special thanks to Wicked and our guests, Sandy, Lauren, and Roth. Uh, so make sure that you not only listen again, but also just reach out because a lot of this is accessible at your fingertips. I'm your host, Ryan Mazon. Catch you next time on Going Places with Career Services.